I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's extremely special episode of Live Your Best Life with Mila's Right. And today I have the absolute honor and delight of being able to have a conversation with one of our generation's generals. He's a father in the whole revelatory prophetic movement, and he has just released a very powerful new book, Voice of the Bride. It's a very important contribution to all of us that is going to give us divine perspective in this hour that's essential. So I'm going to talk to him about some of the, the revelation that he has been able to record for us in this book. It is, of course, my joy to welcome into the conversation today with me Paul Keith Davis. Paul Keith, welcome. Uh, thank you Liz. Uh, as always you're very kind and gracious. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to doing what uh, we're going to share today. Hope it'll be a blessing to your people. No, no, I have no doubt it will be. It's so important right now, isn't it, for us to just keep recalibrating into divine perspective, just seeing from the truth of who we actually are and where we're seated with Christ in heavenly places from heaven into the earth more than ever, I think. But I wanted to begin, Paul Keith, by asking you to share what happened, because I know in your book, you record at the beginning of it about a divine visitation that you had a holy visitation that you had that really kind of set this message in place for you could can we go there to begin with yeah absolutely you know um um i'll say at the outset liz you know one reason your programs and one's life is so important we are much further into god's plan than most people realize there is a lot going on right now this is not status quo this is not business as usual. Uh, in the realm of the spirit, there is something major, major that is taking place. Yeah. And I don't know that that many people really see it by revelation. They're not really recognizing the magnitude of what we're moving into uh, over these next, you know, this year and into the next several years. So what happened for me, I was in uh, Canada, Saskatchewan, Canada. And I've, I've gone there many times because uh, there was revival there, you know, back in the 1940s, a very significant outpouring of the spirit. It was called the Latter Rain Revival. I've talked to one of the founding members of that revival, and they regretted later calling it Latter Rain because it really wasn't yet. It was more like a former than a latter. But anyway, um, I had gone there numerous times just to tap into that, share the history to see what the Lord would do. I'm sitting, I'm, I had done a conference in um, Regina, Saskatchewan, and um, they had asked me to do the Sunday morning service. And so I, every morning I get up, you know, I put the pillows against the headboard or whatever, and, and I study and, and read and pray and just say, okay, Lord, you know, that's pretty much my habit every day. Mm. And I'm sitting there, been awake at least two hours, maybe more, and I look at the foot of the bed and there's a door. You know, it's either a really large window or door. I, you might say, well, you know, I didn't fall asleep. I may have just, you know, stepped over into the realm of the spirit for a moment or just my eyes were open. I'm not sure. 
but maybe something like what Peter, you know, experienced in Acts 10. But um, this door was standing at the foot of the bed and a man walked through, stepped right through. I'm looking at him just like I'm looking at you right now. And uh, wearing a white robe, um, it wasn't huge, maybe six feet a little better. Um, not frightening. In other words, I wasn't terrified, but I was, you know, a lot of ball. And he points his finger right out across the bed and right in, right in my chest and said, there is about to be a mighty outpouring of the spirit and it will be the voice of the bride. And with that, he vanished. And so I'm, you know, from then till now, I have been, you know, pursuing this concept of what does it look like for the voice of the bride? The bride's voice is merely an echo of the Lord's voice, the bridegroom. It even says that over in the book of Revelation, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride will be heard in this religious system that covers the entire earth one last time. And at the very end, the voice is lifted. And I think you have multiple scriptures that talk about that. And so, you know, my, my thing since from then to now has been that we have had numerous expressions of revival. And I've been a student of revival, particularly the last 150 years. Um, but the one that's coming is unlike anything we've seen before. It will not have the same characteristics of church age revival. It will be a very unique revival that I believe will be marked by the intimacy of a bride and the power of a son, two, two, two sides of the same coin. Uh, I believe you can actually say it will be the manifestation of the true mature sons of God and the, and the bride that is with us by the wrinkle. Oh my goodness. I can feel the power. I can feel the presence of Holy spirit while you're speaking. And actually there's, um, there's a quote. I want to just read your words from the book sure. um, because they're, they're stunning. Like in impact, I sat and digested these words over and over and over because you give language, Paul Keith, I'm, I'm sure to many, many of us. I'm sure yeah, I know you do. You give language through the revelation that you share that confirms like my life, really, all the experiences I have, all my spiritual experiences to do with walking identification, walk for the bride and the timer in, you know, and so it was just it's power when I, you know, I was reading your words and it was just like Holy Spirit going, just keep going what you're feeling in your spirit. This is real. This is the time that we're in, but they're stunning. You say the company experiencing the bride's revival will be. So that's us, right? That's the timer. And that's the invitation right now will be the literal fulfillment of John 14, 12, doing the works the Lord did. And even more of them like the Lord Jesus, his bride will be entrusted with the sevenfold spirit of God operating in fullness. Whoa, wow. To demonstrate God's radiant nature and his great redemptive power. My goodness me. Can you unpack that a little bit more for us? Can you speak into that for Keith? Because that was, I honestly just sat there for ages going, my goodness me, this is who we are. This is the invitation. Yeah, you know, I think a big key to understanding what you just read there is that that we, the, the, the bride of Christ, the sons of the kingdom, need a revelation that the seed of God abides in us, the seed of sonship. That's, that's the foundation to understand the greater works anointing that the Bible says in 1 John 3, 9, 
that the seed of God abides, the word abide means it's resident, it is a part of who we are, abides in us, for we have been begotten of God. Now that statement alone really is, is tremendous, but we have to understand we have the seed, and if I can, you know, the literal word is sperma, in the Greek, a person can look that up, or it's on the inside of us. And in that seed are the invisible attributes, the divine nature, and the eternal power of the living God. Now, with that in mind, that's inside of us when we're born again. Now, most of us have not been very good at letting the life of that seed out to permeate the fullness of our being, spirit, soul, and body. Now, fast forward, if you will, to the Lord Jesus. The Lord was the word. Now, by the way, Peter says we are born again with an incorruptible seed through the living and enduring word of God. The living and enduring word of God is the seed. It's the seed of God. It comes directly from the Father. We were in him before the foundation of the world. All right, now, the Lord Jesus was the word manifested in flesh. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and so forth. Then the day came, the fullness of time came, and the word of God went down into the Jordan River the day that he was baptized. And as he was coming out of the river, the Bible says, John said, um, he saw the heavens opened and the spirit descending uh, as the appearance of a dove. And if I can get my hands on the camera, the word and the spirit were united as one. The word and the spirit consolidated as one. And the voice of heaven said, this is my beloved son. Huios is the word, mature son. Then he goes, you know, he received the spirit of the Lord is upon me. All right. Now, when he received the spirit of the Lord upon him, that was Isaiah 11 two. the spirit of the Lord is the spirit of the Lord with wisdom and revelation, counsel and might, knowledge and the reverential fear of the Lord. That was the anointing the Lord functioned in that he says, as I have been sent, so I'm sending you. So for us to do the works Jesus did, we must be anointed with the same provision of the spirit that he had. Now that's huge. That's huge. I mean, that's, that's, that's a massive, massive revelation to think that we sinners saved by grace, you know, and all of our stuff that we have been through can be so sanctified by the blood and the spirit that the Lord can entrust us with the very same anointing that he walked in when he walked the earth in human form, but the scripture says he was our example. And we can't do what he did without the provision he had. It's just mm -hmm. simple as that. And so we have this, this whole, and of course you see it over in Revelation 4 and 5, the sevenfold spirit of God or the seven spirits of God. Mm -hmm. And um, beautifully, the Lord has given us a few examples of people that functioned in that anointing. And so I use a few of those examples in the book as well. So, yes, to bring in, this is one of the things that will distinguish this revival. If I use the word revival, I'm just using the word as a generic term. What will distinguish this outpouring of the spirit is that very thing. Directly connected to that, Liz, is Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 5, the tasting of the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. Those go hand in hand. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I could go in about 20 directions. It's so rich. Oh my goodness. And this is who we are. And we're awakening right now, aren't we? We're coming into that place where we're understanding the wisdom of 
leaning in the midst of the wilderness, trusting the Lord in whatever our circumstances are, because he's preparing a bride for himself who is absolutely spotless. Is something else that moves in the the manifestation of the glory of God, the sevenfold spirit of God, and all that you have just articulated was something else I was thinking about when you were speaking then. You said, no one yet has experienced the spotless bride who has such intimate fellowship with the bridegroom that her words are a perfect expression of his heart. The bridegroom will speak in heaven and the bride will echo his voice in the earth. Mm-hmm. and just this is where we're going isn't it this is where we're going now my my spirit yearns for it I read those words and everything I'm living on the inside is moving and my relationship with the Lord and the perspective he's giving me in the midst of all the suffering and the difficulties is we're moving to this place this is right. him making a bride ready for himself it's so powerful mm. Holy. you know Liz there's a scripture in uh, I don't think I included this in the book I wish I had but Zechariah 12, 8, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, Zechariah 12, 8, it's a prophecy dealing with the restoration of Israel. But of course, we know there is the natural application of Israel and the spiritual application to us. Yeah. But it says there will be a body of people, the most feeble among them will be like David. When he brings full restoration of Israel, when he brings the full restoration of the church. This community of people, it says in Zechariah 12, 8, the most feeble among them will be like David. <laughs> well, David was a pretty impressive warrior. So if the feeble ones are like David, then what are the others like? You know, that's the concept. The most feeble among them will be like David. And then I got to this part. This was years ago when I really had a revelation of the scripture. The most feeble among them will be like David. And the house of David will be like God. Now, you know, just those words. I'm like, God, oh, that sounds that sounds, you know, too good to be true, or that sounds like it's, you know, if the Lord didn't have it in the scriptures, you know, it would almost sound, you know, presumptuous to make such a statement, but the Lord made it, or through his prophet, and the, and the house of David will be like God, and I went to the Lord, Liz, and I said, Lord, I need to understand that, it took me two weeks of seeking the Lord, and I finally got the answer, Then the Lord spoke to me and said, in the last days, my bride will be so close to me that when she speaks, it will be as though I have spoken. Wow. The house of David will be like God. Wow. And it will be, you know, it will be a literal fulfillment of Mark 11. If you say to this mountain, be thou cast up and thrown into the sea. What's coming, what will be so unique about this revival is it will be the power of the spoken word. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to lay hands upon you know, someone, we do that. We will never not do that. We will always have the laying on of hands. But mm-hmm. there is a greater dimension of faith. You know, Jesus marveled at the Roman centurion. He said, oh, you don't have to come lay hands on my servant. You just say the word. <laughs> yeah. You just say the word. And Jesus said, I haven't found this, this kind of faith in the house of Israel. But he just, because I'm a man of authority, he said, you're a man of authority. Just say the word. That's the power of the spoken word that will be a big distinction in what we do in the last days, the power of the spoken word, but not presumptuous words, words that we've heard spoken in heaven that are echoed on planet earth. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Doesn't everything in your entire being just know this and are so thankful and are yearning for it? I mean, there's just nothing else, is there? I think there's a divine grace right now, an increased hunger. I think that's growing. I'm I'm I have it and I'm experiencing it in other people as well. I'm hearing it from people. There's a hunger for this yeah. religion doesn't cut it. We just need reality of intimacy with Jesus. We want to know him. You can feel the longing of his heart drawing is nearer, can't you? It's like yeah. the romance with our bridegroom God is becoming stronger. The desire for that, of the increase yeah. of the knowledge of who he is, is, is becoming stronger than the pressure of the natural yeah. realm, you know? And it's bringing forth this, like you said, this pure sound where he becomes our everything. We're consumed with him and we we become oracles, literally extensions of his voice, of his heart. Yeah. You know, you said something, Liz, it's really important. And I just want to emphasize this point. You mentioned the wilderness. Yeah. You know, we came out of the faith movement, you know, where it's almost like if, if something bad was going on in your life, it means you didn't have faith or something, you know. And, and I get that and I appreciate all of that. But yeah. the journey to get to what we're talking about goes through the wilderness. It just simply does. And um, there, I mentioned this in the book, you know, there's something about the wilderness that has been necessary. And many of us have found us there, ourselves there. And it's been hard to understand, you know, these years of dryness and, and difficulties and, and, you know, learning how to lean on God, uh, learning how to have supernatural faith, because we simply can't do it in our own strength. Most of us, you, I'm sure included, look back over the last number of years and realize, you know what, I couldn't have done that on my own. I, God had to have intervened or I wouldn't be here. But then they come out of the wilderness leaning on their beloved. And that's the union that, that's taking place. It's called the invisible union of the heavenly bridegroom with the earthly bride. That's what this last demonstration of the spirit will be, an invisible union of heaven and earth in the bride through the bridegroom. Yeah. Then when she speaks, her words will not fall to the ground and so forth. Yeah, because we're literally speaking as an extension, as an overflow from the heart of God. It's the greatest privilege. It's just even saying these words, it's it's just incredible, isn't it? It's such a holy invitation. And when you start to get consumed with this divine desire and divine perspective, it does change how you live in the earth, doesn't it? It starts to shift yeah. you. And I think that's the strength that's flowing into the body of Christ through the words you've recorded in this book. It brings that shift again to like, okay, from heaven's perspective, the craziness of our earthly circumstances right now makes sense because the Lord's using it all. He's bringing forth his spotless bride who will shine at the end of the age, the great unveiling of Christ from the midst of his people, right? The, Absolutely. Because it's the truth of who we are and we're really waking up, aren't we? It's just glorious Absolutely. by his grace. Yeah. We're getting glimpses. So could you, for people who are still really like, you know, I'm sure many of you guys around the world at the moment are going, yep, I'm totally relate to this and I am right in the wilderness and I do not understand what is going on. What would you say to those people, Paul Keith, right now? I mean, from how do they shift from where they are? Obviously, the strength of our conversation is going to go right into them as well, right into you guys. But is there something you would say specifically right now for this hour? Yeah, wow. you know, Amy and I, I know, you know, you've done an interview with Amy, but she and yeah. I have been bringing a message over the last uh, couple of months yeah. that um, the Lord is breaking the power of delay. The Lord is breaking the power of delay. That's good news. 
Um, you know, there's been multiple reasons why we've had delay, I believe. But if you'll notice, without taking a lot of time here to do a teaching, but in Numbers 14, you discover delay was punishment for unbelief. The, four, the 10 spies come back with a negative report. They could have gone across into the promised land right then and there, but instead they were delayed really 38 more years um, because of unbelief. The Bible is clear about that, Numbers 14, Hebrews 3. So the Lord is breaking the power of delay. We've come to the end of a delay cycle. Um, we feel like that happened back around Rosh Hashanah, down around the feasts of Israel, the Feast of the Lord back in October in that area. I brought the word October the 10th, 2018, that the Lord was about to break the power of delay. He was sending Michael like he did for Gabriel and in and, um, and Daniel 10. Uh, on that very same day, without us knowing it, you know, Amy was given a word to go and break the power of delay up on a mountaintop and so forth. So we really believe that. So what does that look like? Well, just thing, things you can, could not do before you can do now. You know, the, the no's of the last season are the yeses of this season. Go ahead and start pressing in. Doors are going to open. Um, opportunities are going to be given. Uh, commissionings. I, I'm a firm believer, Liz, that the Lord is about to genuinely commission people uh, according to biblical standards for the apostolic, like Paul uh, had on the road to Emmaus, I mean, on the, on the road to Damascus, or even uh, the way the two disciples were met by the Lord on the road to Emmaus, something that is of a greater dimension of commissioning that comes directly from heaven. I believe that. I really believe that's coming. Um, the commissioning of Paul, I believe, is about to be given to a community of people. And I like the, what he said in Acts 26 when he said the Lord told him to stand up on his feet. That's a message right now, Liz. Um, stand up on your feet. You know, we've been yeah. down. We've been on the, on the floor, and that's okay. We've done our carpet time. The Lord is now saying, stand up on your feet. Yeah. You know, John, Revelation 1, he, he fell prostrate before God. <laughs> and that was the right response. But then the Lord said, now stand up. What you're going to see, you have to be on your feet. And so he told Paul, stand up on your feet. For I've called you to be a minister and a witness, not only of what you have seen, but what I'm going to appear to you. For you are to bring the people out of darkness into light from the dominion of Satan into the dominion of God. That is a big, big part of our last day commission. Just bringing people out of the darkness of mystery Babylon yeah. into the light of the kingdom. And there's yeah. so many things, you, you know, the Bible says the whole world will, mit, will worship that system, except those whose names have been written in the, uh, the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. So we're going to prophesy revelations that have never been prophesied. Yeah, it's just, it's so powerful, Paul Keith. And um, Paul is very prominent, isn't he? There are many prophets that I've spoken to recently, including myself, where we've been seeing the Apostle Paul in the spirit. Jesus has been bringing Paul many times, and he seems to be the apostle of this time. It's like, you know, using that language to mean the Lord is restoring back to us the fullness of the apostolic that we see manifest through his life in the early church. I believe that what's happening is that the Lord is stripping away religion from us, all of the influence of that world system. Mm -hmm. Everything that has defined to us reality is this, you are that. It's being stripped away and and what and like with paul he brought the truth and set the captives free i agree when i when i heard you say that the first time i thought that is the word for now 
that's what's happening. The commissioning that was given to Paul is the commissioning of the bride in many ways, isn't it? As we're restored back to that capacity of living in intimacy with Jesus right. and the the experience of who he is and the authority as well from the intimacy, truly sure. living as new creation people, really connected to that truth, to the truth of who we are. Yeah, no question about it. You know, we relate to the father as a son, to the Lord as a bride. That's our mm -hmm. that's our vertical relationship. But then we relate to mm -hmm. the earth as either an apostle or a prophet or a evangelist or so forth. Um, one final point that I just want to make uh, before we, I want to make sure we make this point before we end the program, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a very important mandate that's going to be placed upon the bride of Christ, this community of people, the, the you know, the end time bride, mm -hmm. and it is to, to prophesy revelations that have never been prophesied on the earth. And they're found in, in revelation chapter 10. Now, you, you remember Revelation 10, the Lord comes with the now opened book. Remember, the book was sealed in the days of Daniel. And Daniel was told these revelations will not be released until the end of time. He says mm -hmm. it twice. Daniel 12, 4, Daniel 12, 9. These are for the end time. End time revelation sealed to be revealed as a part of the consummation of the ages. And then we see, of course, the book is in the hand of the Father. The Lord takes the book, breaks it, seals in Revelation 5, Revelation 10. Now the Lord brings the book to the earth. The now open book sets his feet on the land and the sea with a now opened book in his hand. And I believe the commission of the bride will be Revelation chapter 10, verses 8 through 11. Go and take the book from his hand. Eat it. It'll be sweet in your mouth, bitter in your belly, because you've got to prophesy Again, concerning nations, tongues, tribes, and kingdoms, that's the Gentile harvest. That's what will bring in the fullness of the Gentiles before the gospel goes to the Jewish community. So we're going to prophesy these revelations. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is the unveiling, the disclosure, the manifestation through the book of redemption. So a very big part of the voice of the bride will be to articulate those revelations that can only be received by supernatural. You're not going to read them in a commentary. They're not written in common. I mean, it's in the Bible. Don't matter. There's not one word that can be added to the scripture, but believe me, when the Lord, opened, when he, when he pulls back the curtains, <laughs> right. we see things, you're like, how did I miss that? It's been there all these years and we never saw right. it, you know, right there in the Bible. Yeah. But, you know, just like the cross and the resurrection, people just couldn't, you know, it's right there. But when the Lord turns the light switch on, we see okay. things that we have never seen before. Daniel 2.22, you know, things that are in darkness now, but be brought to light because light dwells with him. So that's a big part of this, Liz. That's one, one of the things I wanted to focus on. In the, and the affirmation of that comes through the manifestation of the seven spirits of God. Yeah, just from heaven's perspective, it's an extraordinary hour. It's a privilege to be alive at this time, isn't it? To participate, to co-reign with Christ in the, the fullness of all that's coming now. Oh, my goodness. So we just have a couple of minutes left. Paul Keith, can I ask you, would you please pray for everybody? Because I just feel such a holy invitation in all that you're sharing for people to take their positions. Like you said, get up and walk. Let's get back up. We are who we are. We are the sons. We are the bride emerging, awakening to co-reign with Christ in this hour and reveal him. Holy Spirit, wow. Whew. So can I ask you to yeah. pray? Absolutely. Well, Lord, we just ask you for the most important things, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I'm asking, Lord, for the grace and favor of the living God to be poured out upon your people, those that have been in the wilderness, those that have had difficulties. May they have a revelation of why they've been through that. I pray, Lord, that we would have a, an empowerment that comes from you to break the power of delay, that we can become fruitful. I'm asking for the outpouring of wisdom and revelation, counsel and might, knowledge, and of the reverential fear of God. We haven't even touched on that. Lord, the reverence for you, that we would be so awe-inspired by you that, that we would lay our lives down gladly to advance your kingdom. Release that to your people. Just an outpouring of grace, an outpouring of favor. I just, uh, the Lord's been speaking to me about being satisfied with favor and the, in the fullness of the blessings of God. May that come to those that watch this program an outpouring of favor of the living God. Grant that to us, Lord, that we can walk in these realities and steward them well by your grace. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm really wrecked. <laughs> oh, I really wait of Holy Spirit. Paul Keith, thank you. Thank you for all the treasure that you've shared with us. We just so honor you and love you and Amy so much. Thank you. Thank you for being on today. And guys, it was my privilege. Loved it, Liz. You're you're such a gracious person. We are all we'll do anything you like to do. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, for the people thank that follow your program. Oh, thank you so much. And it is, it's time. It's the preparation of the bride, isn't it? This is it. We we're it, guys. We're it. And all the Lord is requiring is a yes in our heart and he will do the That's rest. Right. It's, yeah. 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 So thank you for tuning in today and giving us your precious time to have the most glorious week. I know you're going to discover more of who he is in your life in these next few days and look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. Hi, if you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very, very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord, um, but also I'm going to take you there as well. So it's an activation. So yeah, so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are gonna be so blessed. <laughs>